you're listening to Monster of the Week with Timothy from ProDM. And I had this whole joke planned out about cloaks and daggers because we're talking about cloakers, but I have so much to say about this monster and I don't have the energy to make some kind of silly pun, so let's just get into it. find the cloaker on page 41 of the 5th edition monster manual and it is a strange monster it is a sort of a combination between a bat a manta ray and like a garment they're weird they're these in two intelligent kind of underdark lurkers that somehow have a society but don't have opposable thumbs In 5th edition, they are CR8. This is a large aberration. It's got insane ability scores, way better than your average human. Training in stealth, they've got a big pile of traits and actions, including, but not limited to, a damage transfer, a false appearance, light sensitivity, of course, multi-attack, a complicated bite that has like an attach power. They've got a tail attack. They've got a moan power. And then they've also got this phantasms thing that recharges after a short or a long rest. Uh, it's a it's a lot. In case you couldn't tell from the tone of my voice, I do not like the cloaker. I have to confess, full disclosure, this is probably my least favorite monster in Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm gonna have to try to levy this episode by not just openly tearing this monster to pieces. I'll do my best. No promises. Fair warning. First, though, we're going to talk about the history of the Cloaker in Dungeons & Dragons and all the different editions that it's been through. The Cloaker first appeared in 1983's Monster Manual 2 for first edition, and they are substantially less weird in this edition, but you do kind of have all of the groundwork you needed. They look like cloaks, they have eyes on their back, they wrap around you, they have a damage transfer, all that stuff. They go into this crazy level of like like granular detail about the different effects the moan can have on you, which I find baffling, but you know, in a first edition baffling kind of way. And they also notably use shadow magic, which is going to be a theme I was surprised to discover runs almost all the way through the Cloaker up until 5th edition. So side rant really quick. I know there's going to be a lot of these. But one of the things that never made sense to me about the Cloaker is that they have their eyes on their back, right? Which is kind of cool. But then every description of the Cloaker says those eyes on their back look like buttons. But if they're on their back and they look like a cloak... Then there'd be buttons running down the back of the cloak, not at the center of the cloak or the clasp, the back. What cloak has buttons running down like the spine of the cloak? Not that it matters, but that doesn't make any sense. This is the first of many gripes you're going to hear. Okay, okay, back, back on task. The second edition cloaker is almost identical, but it includes this crazy line, quote, it is believed that cloakers are asexual, although no definitive proof of this has ever been found. As though they're like cloaker sex scientists out there trying to figure out, like, how are these cloakers fucking each other? What's going on? Second edition also introduced the cloaker lord, which is sort of where I think things really begin to go off the rails. 
they resemble bigger cloaks and they draw in lesser cloakers to serve them in sort of like raiding bands. Again, reminder, no thumbs. What's going on with their society? How did this happen? Beyond that, though, the idea of a, of a cloaker lord being a cloak for like an ogre is weird because a cloaker itself is already large sized. And if it's large sized, that means it's bigger than a person. So like what cloak is that big? Like, I feel like you'd really have to be an idiot to look at this leathery bat thing and think that it's a piece of clothes. It is clearly made of leather. It's gigantic. It has a huge tail and it's got buttons down the center of the cloak. Okay, we got to get back on task. Now, third edition's cloaker, actually pretty reasonable. Its moan offers a number of different powers, unnerve, stupor, etc. the DM can choose from. And similarly, it does so with its shadows. It's got, again, it's got this shadow magic. You can choose a number of different effects. That, to me, seems a little bit more of an interesting way to do the moan. If, you're, if you want that level of complexity, that's a more interesting way to do it, I think. Kudos to 3rd edition is something you're unlikely to hear me say very often on this podcast. Now, 4th edition, wisely, to my mind, doesn't include the cloaker until Monster Manual 3. When they do, they talk about the cloaker's dislike for each other. Same, bro. Big feels. But then it describes a cloaker conclave as literally a sphere of cloakers. Like a, like a huddle, like a perfectly spherical floating ball of interlocked cloakers. I just want you to imagine how dumb that is. Just picture it in your head, especially when held against how serious the cloakers seem to be written. Right? Like, it's though people think, oh, man, the cloakers. And they're just so dumb. They also still don't have the Phantasm's power in 4th edition in favor of more shadows, which makes the 5e version with these these illusory duplicate phantasm things all the more baffling. Where did this idea come from? And that, of course, brings us to 5th edition. I've done my best, and I've failed miserably to be objective about the cloaker. I just can't do it. So imagine how difficult this next section is going to be when I have to be positive about the cloaker. That's coming up next. Okay, okay, we're going to be nice. We're going to be nice. We're going to be nice. If I'm honest, I actually think the core concept of the cloaker is okay. An underdark predator that might be mistaken for a cloak. A flapping sort of manta ray parasite creature. I think that's fine. I don't think it's that different from a dark mantle. It kind of seems like a bigger, more grown-up version of a dark mantle. And in my homebrew setting, where I do have cloakers, because I try to include everything that I can... They are related. A cloaker is basically a, a matured dark mantle, right? They're similar. They have similar kinds of powers. That is sort of the direction I take them in. I do something pretty different with them in my world, but the core concept of this is a flapping underdark manta ray parasite thing. Okay. The second thing I like is that a lot like the rug of smothering, a monster I love, the cloaker's damage transfer thing is cool. It's a it's a really nice way to almost have a solo monster style effect, right? Where the, the cloaker can wrap around a target and it presents this weird problem of how do you attack the cloaker without also attacking your ally, especially if the cloaker's target is not someone who can take a lot of damage, you know, like a wizard or another squishy character. Damage transfer is, I think, a great ability in 5th edition because it messes with the action economy in a good way that helps the monster. That is always good, and it's cool to see it here. 
I I even don't hate the idea of like an echolocation power. Like what if the cloaker was a little bit more alien and didn't have its stupid little face? Okay, positive, positive. The cloaker was a little bit more alien, right? And used its moan to kind of echolocate its way through the dark tunnels. Like that's kind of how it moved around and navigated. That's kind of cool. I also think that 5th edition does a nice job with the moan, where it used to be super complicated with all these different effects, and now they're just like, it moans, and you're scared of it, and that's fine. It's just a fear effect. It's much simpler. I think that's the right call. The Cloaker just had so much baggage over the course of its history that it's nice to see 5th edition just kind of pare it way down and say, this is essentially what we want. This is essentially how it works in 5th edition. That is a smart and good change. You see, I can do it. It's possible. It's possible to be nice about the cloaker. And now that I've been a good boy, can I have my dessert where I get to complain more about the cloaker? Because that's coming up next. You know, ironically, I feel like I've complained so much about the cloaker, I don't really have anything else to say here. I mean, like... Everything I said before, but but here now, right? So, okay, small thing I haven't mentioned yet. They're CR8, right? So, like, maybe the conceit is that they are a solo monster, I guess. But action economy-wise, apart from the damage transfer, which kind of weirdly negates its ability to use half of its powers if it's wrapped around you, right? Like, isn't that effective. A CR8 monster is just way too powerful for its core concept, right, of like an ambush predator. I I just think it's too big, right? A lower CR version of it where it just jumps out and attacks you and has the damage transfer, I think that's fine. Maybe even if it has the moaning power, we can leave it with that. Okay. But they don't need society, and they don't need to be weirdly intelligent, and they definitely don't need a big stupid ball of cloakers. Which, they don't have in 5th edition, but it, it's back there, so it counts. But ultimately, my second gripe is that the core concept, that they look like cloaks, has always been very weird to me. Right? As I said, they don't really look like cloaks. Like, maybe very superficially they do. But a manta ray doesn't really look like a cloak. I guess they have those little teeth, which are kind of like a clasp. But anyone who would see them, it's like... Oh, it looks like a leather cloak with bone clasps. Who is this fooling at this point? Right? Like, I think it would make a lot more sense if they just had natural camouflage. They, they could still be called cloakers, because maybe they can cloak themselves, or they can use shadow magic or whatever. Or they could just, like, blend into a cave wall and then leap out at you, right? Like, think about those flounders that, like, lie at the bottom of the sea. Like, if that's what we're talking about, that's a lot more doable to me. If I'm going, if I'm walking around in the Underdark, Right, and I see a gigantic leather cloak with a bone clasp. I'm not gonna put it on. What do you mean? The other direction is that you could make them more like a mimic and that they can take on the appearance of a regular cloak, which as a younger dungeon master, I thought that's what they looked like. I thought they were literally cloaks that attacked you, right? That they had a hood and that they were made of cloth and stuff like that. No, they're way weirder and make so much less sense. Also, tiny thing, they don't have hoods? They don't have a hood? not a cloak. They would be called capers. And that's even dumber because that's like a fish or something. Who knows? In the ultimate irony, my last gripe is that there's too much going on with this monster. The cloaker has too many things happening. Between the bite and the damage transfer and the tail attack and the moan and the phantasms and the false appearance and the light sensitivity, 
it's too complicated of a monster. There are too many things to do here. I especially hate the phantasms, but I don't know how to use the phantasms and the damage transfer at the same time. If there are illusory duplicates of the cloaker, but one of them is grabbing my friend, I don't really care because these illusory duplicates obviously aren't hurting me and I'm not going to attack them. I'm going to go after the one that's grabbed my friend. So unless the illusory duplicates are like an escape power, which I guess... I also don't care that they're long or short rest. Like, just have it be once per day. Like, you're not going to fight a cloaker multiple times. Is the cloaker going to escape and take a short rest and then come back? Like, just get out of here, man. There's too much happening. Simplify the premise a little bit, and then I think you could get away with some cooler powers. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk. Let's be productive here. First of all, Remove phantasms. They are unconnected with what the cloaker does. There's no reason for them to have them. I don't know why they have weird illusion powers. Just get rid of it. Not necessary. A big improvement right off the bat. I don't necessarily need them to be intelligent. If you're going to do the, like, ambush predator thing, then they can just kind of be dumb animals. Like, there's no real reason for them to be, to have 13 intelligence and be more intelligent than people who like build things and invented science. If they're that smart, what are they doing flapping around in the underdark like dirty laundry? Like, I just don't understand why they're that smart. So reduce them in intelligence, make them ambush predators that eat people or do whatever. Like, I think the less intelligent they are, the scarier they are as aberrations because they don't have the same like wants and desires. You can't reason with it. And lastly, I would redesign the moan power to be a little bit more about echolocation, right? Like maybe have it be a thing where it goes out and it like deals sonic damage or like Zubat style confuses you. But I like the idea of giving the cloaker blind sight that it uses these noises, this echolocation to find its targets, which means it would have true sight. Right. It, it couldn't be fooled if you were uh, invisible. It could still detect you, which is something that like not a lot of monsters have and could be the cloaker's unique thing. If the rug of smothering has damage transfer, the cloaker could have camouflage. It could have it could have damage transfer. It could have camouflage. And it could also have this echolocation power that reveals invisible enemies to it. Kind of specific, but it could be cool, especially if there's maybe some kind of a confusion power added on to it. Basically, make them giant Zubats, and it works a lot easier for me. I want to thank you all for enduring my unfiltered slew of complaints. We are finally done. That is the Cloaker episode. I can't think of another monster in 5th edition that I dislike as much as the Cloaker, so hopefully it is all downhill from here. That's a weird expression, because if it's downhill... If you say it's all uphill, it makes it harder. Downhill means that the quality gets worse. It's, it's all green pastures from here. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with an, another interesting monster, the Cockatrice, which is weird because it's got like one paragraph of lore and a very simple stat block. So how on earth am I going to fill 15 minutes with this thing? We're going to find out next week. But until then, thanks for listening. No joke, just don't use the cloaker in your campaign. Don't give it the attention. And happy adventuring. Monster of the Week is a ProDM production. You can follow us on Twitter at ProDMTimothy. If you like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Even $1 a month gets you access to the redesigned monsters that we discuss here on the show. 
You can find us at patreon.com slash You can catch those monster redesigned streams Thursdays at 2 p.m. PST on our YouTube channel. The music used in this episode was Rainbow Ride and Waves by Azure Flux, used under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike Creative Commons license. Check out their work at azureflux.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.